Good morning. Thank you for joining Zion again on this moment of time of broadcast. We worship our holy God today. We celebrate how great is his love towards us. We continue to pray one for another as we are all facing and dealing with so many hindrances and issues and troubles in our lives. But we thank God that he can give us strength uh, in the moments of our weakness, in the moments of our pain, in the moments of our hurt. And so with that, we will turn to our God for prayer. As we open up our word, we'll be in Judges, the 14th chapter, uh, focusing on this theme, this subject matter of finding God's strength uh, in our uh, weakness. Let us pray. Mighty God, uh, we are desperate for your presence, desperate for your healing, desperate for your love. Lord, move in this place. Guide us into your presence. Fill us up, almighty God. Lord, let it truly be all of you, Lord, and none of us. Our Father, we're desperate to hear a word from you today. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. As you can open up your Bible, um, I want to... Uh, read to us Judges the 14th chapter and then going to get into the message. But I would like us to uh, look at the hear this kind of look at how Samson is weak. He's fallible. Uh, he has his own issues, uh, but yet how God is still able to use him uh, for the deliverance uh, and for the beginning of deliverance of Israel. I'll be reading from um, the New Living uh, Translation. And the word of God reads this way. One day, when Samson was in Timnah, one of the Philistines' women caught his eye. When he returned home, he told his father and mother, a young Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye. I want to marry her. Get her for me. His father and mother objected. Isn't there even one woman in our tribe among all of Israel's lights? You could marry, they asked. Why must you go to the pagan Philistine to find a wife? But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. His father and mother didn't realize the Lord was at work in his in this, creating an opportunity to work against the Philistines who ruled over Israel at the time. As Samson and his parents were going down to Timnah, a young lion suddenly attacked Samson near the vineyards of Timnah. At that moment, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him and he ripped the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. And he did it as easy as it were as a young goat. But he didn't tell his father or mother about it. When Samson arrived in Tema, he talked with the woman and was very pleased with her. Later, he returned to Timnah for the wedding and he turned off the path. He took the carcass of the lion and he found that a swarm of bees and made some honey in the carcass. He scooped some of the honey in his hand and ate it along the way. He also gave some to his father and mother, and they ate it. But he didn't tell them he had taken the honey from the carcass of the lion. Going to stop right there in reading of um, this text. I want to highlight again, Samson is strong, but yet he is weak. Notice in the text, his strength does not come from him. 
uh, but from God. And so I just want to talk about how we, too, can find strength in God, even in our weakness. Um, Aristotle is quoted saying, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Who am I to argue with Aristotle? Not much. So I will just cite a one I believe to be able to defeat Aristotle in wisdom and knowledge, the word of God. Proverbs cites here for us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and fools despise wisdom and instruction. Notice again in our text in the reading that Samson wanted to marry the woman Timnah, but he received instruction, but he despised the instruction of his parents of telling him not to marry and mix faiths. Proverbs 9 and 10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Another point to point out about the fallibility and the weakness of Samson was that to fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Samson was purely motivated by his own sensuality uh, that he was intensely, impulsively moving on what he saw, what he appreciated, what he liked. So if it felt good to him, it tastes good to him, it smelled good to him, he wanted it uh, for himself. And so this shows the weakness of the character of Samson. Um, but I also want to highlight that if we could take inventory in our own lives, what are our weaknesses? What are our impulsiveness that we do, things that we are not proud of, things that have hindered us more than they have helped us? If we looked in this and we could see this, that Samson's issue, his self, his sensuality of him being more keen to follow his senses and the desires of his flesh has hindered him more than it has helped him. And so I want to talk about how we are weak, but God is strong. Uh, Samson, we know him as a strong character, but also he is a flawed character. Also showing us that how, regardless of our insufficiencies, that God is still able to use us. Samson's not strong on his own, but it is in the spirit of God we see him get supernatural strength. Just as Samson on his own is limited in what he's able to accomplish. So are we the same limited in what we can accomplish on our own. But God has created us for glory and has created us for a great purpose according to his good and pleasing will. So we can all look to God to meet our potential as we submit to his will and trust the Lord that we will be faithful. Hallelujah. And God is forever faithful. And also to highlight that even when we are not faithful, when we have shown lack of faith, it does not limit or does not constrict what God can do uh, in our lives because our God is faithful. His love endures forever. He is uh, truly perfect in everything, no matter how infallible and how much in the, in how inevitable sin will come into our lives. God is still able to use us because of his wonderful grace and his mercy. And so, therefore, it's by God's power that we're able to overcome whatever the issues may come our Wait, Romans 8:31. Paul writes is that what so we say about such wonderful things as these. If God is for us, who can ever be against us? So God's power is our source and our power. And may we forever trust God to lead us to do what he wants us to do.
And so in part of this process, in order for us to reach our purpose and know our strength, we must know our weakness. Uh, be aware you can fool yourself. We are not as wise as we think we are about ourselves. We think we know ourselves better than anybody else, which possibly could be true, but we do not know ourselves better than God knows us. God knows us best. Truly, Father knows best. Thank God, our Father. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10 says, The human heart is most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Therefore, it is good for us to trust and follow the Lord's instructions in our lives, for we ourselves are prone to make mistakes and wander from the path because we don't know all about us as we think we do, but God knows our secrets of our hearts. And so we are to make ourselves available to God so we can do great things for his glory. Samson's weakness was his sensuality. Look closely here, verses one and two. One day when Samson was in Timnah, one of the Philistines women caught his eye. When he returned home, he told his father and mother, a young Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye. I want to marry her. Go get her for me. Samson's desire leads him more than God's word. His parents understood not to marry with the enemy, not to marry those who don't practice and have the same faith as us. Exodus 34, 16 gives them this great law that they are to follow. Then you will accept their daughters who sacrifice to other gods as wives for your sons, and they will seduce your sons to commit adultery against me by worshiping other gods. Deuteronomy 7, chapter verse 3 says, you must not intermarry with them. Do not let your daughters and sons marry their sons. And that is God was calling them to be set apart. But also notice here, the text tells us that God was moving in the background, using his flaw, using his character defensively as an opportunity to attack the Philistine. Look at three and four of the judge of the 14th chapter with me. It says his father and mother objected. Isn't there even one woman in our tribe or among all the Israelites you could marry? So they understood the law and the precepts that they should be following. So they're trying to give counsel uh, to their son as good parents, trying to warn their, their child about some decisions they are making may not be the best decisions on behalf of their lives. And so why must you go to the pagan Philistines to find a wife. But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. Again, appealing to his senses, appealing to his eyes. He's just going with how he feels about something, not with logic, not with wisdom, just pure, plain, emotional passion. His father and mother didn't realize, though, the Lord was at work in this, creating an opportunity to work against the Philistines who ruled over Israel at the time. Uh, this is, is a interesting. I'm going to 
get on this a little bit more. So I'm not going to talk about how God was using Samson, but Samson did not get what he wanted. But yet God was using Samson to accomplish his will. We're going to get into that, but I want to jump ahead. But I want to deal with this aspect to point out to you. If you read ahead and look along, notice that how Samson does not get what he wants. But God allowed him to go through the process because God was doing what he was doing an opportunity to, to strike the Philistines. But Samson in his weakness is, gives God this opportunity uh, to use Samson. Uh, God can use our weakness uh, to be used for his glory. I want to highlight again that we don't get the outcomes we desire. It's for God's outcomes to come out, for his will uh, to be done. God can use us with our character flaws and our issues uh, for his purpose and for his glory. And so we ought to thank God that he can take us as we are, uh, that we don't have to clean ourselves up, but we can just simply come to God and say, Lord, have thine own way. We do not need to go anywhere else, but simply just come to Jesus as we are. And we can come to him and, and in his hands, we become a mighty weapon, a mighty tool, a mighty vessel for his glory. However, we must be aware of the enemy. The enemy, even though we're on the right path, he still will try to knock us off that path. Judges 14, 5 and 6 picks up in our story again to highlight that, how the enemy can attack us. As Samson and his parents were going down to Timnah, a young lion suddenly attacked Samson near the vineyard of Timnah. At that moment, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him and he ripped the lion's jaw apart with his bare hands. He did it as easy as it were a young goat. But the but he didn't tell his father or mother about it. Uh, the text says the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson to empower him to withstand the attack of the lion. I want to highlight there's some detailed mentions in here uh, in this account. One is that Samson is in the vineyard. And that should be kind of like an ominous pack of this narrative that uh, isn't this the child that made the vow to not eat of the vine? Not to drink, not to touch, not to be a part of that. And yet here he is surrounded by a vineyard. Second, Samson has a uh, has a vow, right, not to eat and drink of the fruit of the vine. Yet he is surrounded by it. And then also know this, that not only is the vineyard around him and, and, and the enemies around him, also God's power is around him. And notice that it's not his power, but God's power. Also highlighting to us. That we are weak vessels, like jars of clay, uh, for the glory of the Lord. Second Corinthians 4, 7 highlights this, that we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. So here it is, Samson, weak and infallible, uh, uh, I'm sorry, weak and fallible here in the vineyard, being attacked by a lion, showing that he is not Maybe something ominous is here, that there's there's something going on. You're on your way here, but yet uh, vineyards here. You're supposed to be away from vines and the fruit of the vine and drinking of the vine. And now you're being attacked 
by a line, and you keep this from your parents. So you can see the, the plot is thinking that there's something wrong with this character. Can you overcome these flaws? Are these warnings to him that maybe you are headed down the wrong direction? So are you awake? Are you aware? Are you seeing that the enemy is out there trying uh, to get you? And so Samson power comes from God, and we too have access to great power from our God, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, power comes from God for us to do great things, and the power of God we have is able to stand against our enemy. And does the lion serve as a warning to Samson to be aware of what is ahead of him? I, I, I ask that because in reference, I'm looking at First Peter 5th chapter, 8th verse. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a lion looking for someone to devour. Uh, knowing your weakness, well, maybe is what we need to be aware of, to be aware that maybe I need to be on my uh, P's and Q's, be alert and aware that I might be falling for something that I should not be falling for. Uh, that it's not too late to say no. It's not too late to turn around. It's not too late to turn back. There's some times in our lives that when we might not have been listening to wisdom beforehand, and while we're in the midst of the journey, we're looking for exits, looking for signs, looking for doors, saying, where can I get off this train? How can I get off this bus? How can I get off this road? How can I remove myself from this situation, this building, this place? And we're looking for the exit. I'm here to encourage you that God allows us to be aware of the sin that's around us so we won't be overcome by it, but he provides ways out. And so maybe possibly God was uh, making Samson be alert and maybe being aware about empowering him with his spirit to to be able to withstand the attack of the enemy, the lion, and rip him and tear him apart. But yet it seems that Samson just kept on moving along as if there was nothing to see here. There was nothing wrong. And yet his sensuality was still his priority. But again, highlight that the devil is being compared uh, to a lion at First Peter, 5th chapter, 8th verse. Here we have a lion attacking Samson. Samson gets power from God to defeat the lion. I want you to encourage your neighbor, you next to somebody, or you need to treat or text somebody, tell them that God can give you power to defeat the lion. And so we need to be aware that our weakness is our weakness, but God is our strength, that he gives resurrection power, uh, lame moving to walk power, blind coming to see power, lepers removed from leprosy power. But yet, another weakness that Samson has is that he's not seen with God's eyes. He's seen with his eyes. He's seen what pleases him. He's seen what satisfies him. 14 chapter, verse 7. Then he went down and talked with the woman. She was right in Samson's eyes. So notice how many times it mentioned that she was right. He saw her. She was right for her eyes. Told his mom and dad, I want her. She's right for my eyes. He goes to see her again to court her. She's right. With his eyes. I want to highlight that this was the point of why Israel was having so much issues in a moment of judges. Uh, 13 chapter verse 1, when we find, when introduced to this uh, narrative of Samson, again, Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. 
So the Lord handed them over to the Philistines who oppressed them for 40 years. So notice the people were doing evil in the Lord's sight, but in their sight, in their in their per- perception, it was right. And this is the issue that many of us have, that we don't see from God's perspective. We only see from our perspective. There's often opportunities in our lives that we need to step back and grab the whole picture and try to see. But when we get caught up, we cannot see the forest from the trees that we get so caught up that we are in it, not knowing we are in, in too deep to pull ourselves back. But we need to pause, stop and be still and know that God is God. Samson was not grabbing and holding on to trusting God to lead him, that he was allowing his flesh, his sensuality to lead him in this direction. The same way Israel was was also going by whatever pleased them, they did not doing what was right in God's sight, but they did what was right in their sight. How oftentimes in our lives that caused us to run into trouble, that we did what was right in our sight, not what was right in God's sight. God is causing us and calling us to be a, to submit and surrender to his will. Right. Jesus teaches us that prayer. Right. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done. We must surrender and say, Lord, have thy own way. I I am the. Clay, you are the potter, have thine own way. We are we are nothing but clay vessels, but yet he can put greatness in us when we surrender to him. So be careful and know that what is pleasing to us is not always pleasing to God. Now, know that God calls us to do his will over our will. And so here it is. When we look at verses 8 and 9, I'm reading from New Living Translation. It says, later then he turned to Timnah for the wedding. He turned off the path. And to look at the carcass of the lion. And he found that the swarm of bees had made some honey in the carcass. He scooped some of the honey into his hand and ate it along the way. He also gave some to his father and mother and they ate it. But he didn't tell them he had taken honey from the carcass of the lion. Well, I'm going to close out with this thought. That in his weakness, God made him strong. And then he goes back to look at the victory that God gave him uh, in this death carcass. But again, again, a Nazarite vow, he's not supposed to be by anything dead. But he goes to what is dead and grabs out what is sweet and he eats of it and he shares it with his parents. I want to close with this part to point out that even in our death, God can find sweetness in us. But I want to highlight that we must be dead to this world and alive in him. But we first must die so we can see the sweetness of his presence, the sweetness of his joy. It is hard in this earth to walk in humility before him. But I want to encourage you to surrender to the will of God. And may we be open for him to bring sweetness and beauty out of us. As we are no longer living for ourselves, but living for him who died for us. 
Samson represents kind of a type of Jesus. He was born a promised birth to bring forth deliverance, but he does not give complete deliverance. Samson also represents Israel, who is only living to satisfy themselves and not living for the kingdom of God. But also Samson shows us how God can still call us and use us and transform us and change us, regardless of our issues, our problems, our sins and our troubles. And so I want to encourage you, don't have a tragedy life as Samson, but maybe turn to a victory life and say, Lord, I need you. In my weakness, in my brokenness, in my pain, may you bring forth sweetness out of once was dead. May you give me strength and make me strong, though I know I am weak, but in you I am made strong. Let us pray. Father, we're desperate for your strength in our brokenness and our pain and our hurt. May we be able to find sweetness and, and joy from the things that cause us pain. May we see that we have victory in you over death, that we have peace and that we have joy in you. Father, move as only you can, Lord, we're desperate for you. Please, almighty God, guide us into your presence. And the God of all understanding that surpasses in peace, may you guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. If you enjoyed this message, be feel to share this message, like it and subscribe and follow. Also, you can continue to give your offerings, Zion members of God through our website or download our Zion's app through Church On. And you can continue to stay connected with us. Uh, we look forward also to celebrate the communion. So please, uh, members, feel free to stop by to pick up um, your communion. Uh, and we'll continue to worship our God safely we can remotely uh, as we continue to be safe and follow the protection of staying safe during this pandemic. God bless you. Jesus loves you, and so do I. Until we-